my friends, I invite us now to enter into this time of contemplation and reflection. Our centering words today come from a Buddhist teacher who I've had the privilege of meeting, Sharon Salzberg. True giving is a joyous thing to do. We experience happiness when we form the intention to give and the actual act of giving and in the recollection of the fact that we have given. Generosity is a celebration. When we give something to someone, we feel connected to them, and our commitment to the path of peace and awareness deepens." End quote. And then, of course, this beautiful quote by the amazing Anne Frank. No one has ever become poor by giving. Let's pause in a moment of silent reflection together. The scripture reading for this morning is comes from Esther 7, 1 through 6, 9 through 10, 9, 20 through 22. Now the king and Haman, Haman's the bad guy, (laughs) came to drink wine with Esther, the good person. And the king said to Esther on the second day also as they drank, and they had been drinking for quite a few days, at the banquet. What is your request, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you, and what is your wish? Up to half of the kingdom it shall be done. Then Queen Esther replied, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let me let my life be given me as my request and my people as my wish for as we have been as have been said i and my people to be destroyed killed and eliminated now if we had only been told as slaves men and women i would have kept silent because the distress would not be sufficient reason to burden the king Then King Azarus, or Xerxes, depending on which version you want to read, asked Queen Esther, who is he and where is he? Who would presume to do such things? And Esther said, a foe and an enemy is the wicked Haman. (laughs) Then Haman became terrified before the king and the queen, rightfully so. Amen. Then Harbanah, one of the eunuchs, who stood before the king, said, Indeed, behold, the wooden gallows standing at Haman's house, 50 cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai. Let me stop here for a second. Mordecai 
is a relative of Esther. And when uh, the Persians invaded Israel, they brought back slaves, Esther being one of them, and Mordecai, one of her relatives, not sure which, there are different versions of what he was, came with her and protected her. She was a young woman at that time. And so Mordecai spoke uh, good on behalf of the king. Well, what that means is earlier in the story, Mordecai went to the king and informed him that there were people that were going to assassinate him. And so the king was really beholding to this man because he had saved his life. So he had a great deal of compassion for Mordecai. Well, Mordecai and, uh, and uh, Haman, thank you, thank you, Haman, Haman, uh, weren't on good terms. In fact, Haman was planning to kill Mordecai. And so uh, because of the good deeds that Mordecai had done to the king, he's now upset with Haman. So Haman then says, hang him on the scaffolding. So they hanged Haman on the wooden gallows, which he had prepared for Mordecai, and the king's anger subsided. Then Mordecai recorded these events, and he sent letters to the Jews who were in all of the provinces of King uh, Asimaeus or Xerxes, whichever you want, both near and far, obliging them to celebrate the 14th day of the month of Adar and the 15th day of the same month annually, because of those days the Jews rid themselves of their enemies, and it was a month which was turned for, turned for them from grief into joy and from mourning into holiday, that they were to make, the, them, to make them days of feasting and rejoicing and sending portions of food to one another and gifts to the poor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't think we need a sermon after that. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. You're welcome. King Ahasuerus. That's what we had decided, right? His nickname, though, is Xerxes, so that's what I'll be using in my sermon, what's left of it. <laughs> is anybody ready to turn grief into joy? Morning into a holiday, go into days, days of feasting and rejoicing. 
All we have to do is give gifts to the poor. That's what that story just told us. The story of Esther is the foundation for this Jewish holiday that they call Purim, P-U-R-I-M. It's really one of the most fun and celebratory religious holidays. And it usually happens in the late winter or early spring, which depends on the Hebrew calendar, which is different than the Roman calendar, which we follow. And Purim commemorates the salvation of the Jewish people from the ancient Persian Empire, from the wicked plot of Haman to destroy all of the Jews in a single day. Purim means lots in ancient Persian. And the evil Haman had thrown lots to determine who would help him carry out his diabolical plot. So this is how Purim is celebrated. There's a reading of the book of Esther, or a telling of the book of Esther, and that recounts the story of Purim. Then money is given to those in need. Each one of us would select two families and make a donation. And then gifts, baskets of food are given to those who are hungry as well, as we do in the share food pantry. And then there is the Purim feast, which includes wine, and dressing up in costumes. And there's this spirit of liveliness and fun on Purim. It is a day to let loose and celebrate being Jewish because they are proud of their community and all that they have accomplished together. One of my favorite rabbis, Rabbi Dan Goldblatt from Beth Chaim in Danville, who I had the privilege of serving alongside in interfaith work in that community for about 10 years, his favorite costume was a devil. So, and he had the beard, the whole thing. He was scary. So they just let go and they have a good time. And that sounds like what we are about to do today. Today is the blessing of the gifts Sunday. And we are going to also honor our community. Many of you have given and will give gifts to this church that will help those in need. There's going to be food and fellowship after worship on the patio, and we are pledging our money. And don't you think next year we should come dressed up in costumes? Okay, okay. I'm thinking a devil. So as you know, today's our last day of our stewardship campaign, and we're just going to have this blessing of the gift celebration immediately following worship. We hope it'll be a tradition here at Federated. It's going to be safe. Our servers have gloves on. Everything's individually wrapped. All the chairs are six feet apart. We just want you to enjoy yourselves out on the patio as you are comfortable. I mean, I'm hearing ice cream and cookies may be available. Is it not a gorgeous day to be together? And let's just honor everyone's willingness to bless this congregation and our community with the financial commitment. And I want to personally thank our stewardship team, co-led by Linda Gates, stand up, and David Heron, stand up. And if you were on the team, stand up. They were here at 8 a.m. to set up for you today, so please stop by and say hello. So we are focusing on this story of Esther today. 
Are some of you familiar? Well, I guess we're all familiar with it now. You know, I always think I know a story, and then I read it again, and they put something new in it every time. So I'm going to tell it to you. The selected scripture reading sort of today was from the lectionary, and it came from chapters 7 and 9. But there's a lot more to the story. It's about giving. It's about sacrifice. It's about really loving others. You know, Esther's a fascinating book in the Bible. It's like the book of Ruth. It focuses on the life story of a young woman. She is a very unusual, brave, and courageous young woman. Esther puts herself in a position of great risk, and ultimately she ends up saving the Hebrew people from genocide at the hands of the evil Haman. It's a story full of good characters and bad characters. There's greed and intrigue. There's plot twists and all kinds of mayhem. It's a story we can all relate to and learn from. In other words, it's a most excellent story. But there's a character named Vashti that is introduced at the very beginning in chapter 1, and she often gets overlooked. Queen Vashti is married to King Ahasuerus, or Xerxes, as he will be referred to from now on. That's his nickname. She's the first lady of Persia. And Vashti is a Gentile and a woman who knows her own mind. She's one of my favorite biblical heroes. She refuses to come when the king demands her presence at a banquet that he is throwing for his friends that has been going on for several days, we'll just say. She doesn't want to be put on display or shown off, and she firmly declines this rather forceful invitation. So saying no to a king takes a lot of guts. And Vashti demonstrates her integrity and courage by setting a boundary. However, her actions cause her to lose her position as First Lady Queen of Persia. But that gives our main character, Esther, an opening. So Vashti is now out of the way, and the king needs a new First Lady Queen of Persia. So there's a contest of some sort, and Esther is the one who garners the king's attention. She wins the contest, and she is selected as the next queen. Now, what the king doesn't know is that Esther is Jewish, and she's a member of this tribe of people that his very own empire has enslaved and persecuted for years. And another thing, I just want to mention that the name Esther in Persian means star. She is a beautiful star, is she not? Now, to make the story even better, you with me so far? Esther has this cousin, guardian, uncle named Mordecai. He is the one who convinces Esther to accept this new position. Let's just say she was a little reluctant to be the queen. So he convinces her, even though she's going to go to a place that's going to make her uncomfortable. And she's very uncertain of how this will affect her personally. But Mordecai convinces her that she will be able to help her people, the Israelites, because she will be in a place of leadership and influence. So Esther takes the job. She becomes the first lady queen of Persia. 
And this is a really big job for a very young woman. So as we have been introduced, there's another character, Boo Hiss Haman. And he is the grand vizier. Of course he is. To Xerxes. In other words, he's the main advisor. He's the treasurer of Persia. And Haman is our antagonist. Now, he spends his days plotting, right? He wants to get rid of all these pesky Jews because they're eating all of his food and they're costing him money to house. So Haman comes up with a plan and he tricks King Xerxes into wiping out all the Israelites by making a new law. And this new law is that they have to bow down to Haman. And of course, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Mordecai, the good Jew that he is, refuses to bow down. So Mordecai is condemned to death. Okay, you feeling the tension build? All right, so Mordecai has this very famous speech to Esther, and he encourages her, this tiny young woman, to stand up to Haman, boo hiss. And Ask, so he has Esther ask King Xerxes to come to a banquet. Apparently, they last two or three days, and there's a lot of wine involved. And so she's going to be able to plead her case. Now, remember, Xerxes still doesn't know that she's Jewish. Okay, so we're at the banquet, and the king is there, and so is his minion, the grand vizier, Haman. All right. That's where the reading came into play that Norm just read for us. And Haman's evil plot is unveiled. Esther reveals herself to the king as a Jewish woman. She pleads for the safety of her people at her own, the risk of her own life. And Xerxes makes his proclamation, and that causes the death of Haman. Wow, that was a good story, wasn't it? Yeah, we're not going to miss Haman, I don't think. Because of Esther's courage, her willingness to put her life on the line, her entire people get a reprieve, including her beloved uncle Mordecai. Esther's people are saved because of her courage and her willingness to speak truth to power. So these are the gifts that she chooses to give to her people, and most especially her beloved cousin and friend Mordecai. So giving gifts is about sharing resources, but it's also about sharing ourselves. I mean, what we choose to give, of course, it's important, but how we do it is even more important. Esther chooses to stand up for her community that is being brutalized and tormented by the Persians. Esther speaks up to the king at the risk of death for herself. Through her willingness to tell the truth, she saves her people. And we all have that ability. We all have the ability to save our others within our community through our gifts. We can all make a commitment this year to give not only to our church, but to our community and the world through global missions. I mean, there's so many ways to give gifts. We too can perform acts of courage like Esther we too can speak truth to power. We can also encourage others to step up like Mordecai did. And of course, we can make a pledge today to support this church with whatever resources we have to share. 
Now, it may seem a little bit dramatic that filling out this pledge card is a big act of courage, but it truly is. Because of your financial commitment to an organization like Federated, it means that you are trusting in the mission of this church, but you're also making a promise to stay engaged in the mission of this church. So today, we get to celebrate and honor all these gifts that have been received. Today, we honor not only the memory of Esther and her predecessor, Vashti, but all the brave men and women who have gone before us, who have shown the way of courage, who have spoken truth to power to defend the defenseless, who have worked hard within this community to create safe spaces for those who need it, who have shown us the way to use all of our gifts, to use our privileged position, to share the resources that God has given us with others. And yes, to be brave and courageous like that young Jewish woman so many thousands of years ago. Today, we are going to bless these gifts and eat ice cream. Today, let us give thanks for the generosity for which we are surrounded. Today, we embrace the call to be good stewards of all that God has provided, which includes this beautiful church, this congregation, and this community that we are lucky enough to call home. May it be so. Amen. Thank you.